Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Touche. The Trump team is now fighting back. Sharpening the knuckles. A little bit left hook, right cross, uppercut, shot to the body. Good for you. I've got a stacked show today. Loaded up from beginning to end. I want to tell you what's going on. There's breaking news this morning. Adam Schiff is losing his mind. All right, folks, I've got a lot for you. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Yeah. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, three Shay, I'm here. And while I'm here, quickly, it, thank you for all the kind words I, and, and replies about Joe yesterday. Wonderful. I'm going to share them with I the was gonna, You beat me to the punch. I, I was going to say, I know you wanted to thank the audience I know how you for work, all their dude. nice words about you wanna, Joe. You want to yeah. cook forward there. So I thought I'd help you out. <laughs> no, I, okay. I. that was an important moment in your life for little Joe graduating yeah, from boot camp. I would never steamroll past it, no matter how stacked the show is that's important stuff <laughs> Thank but you. Uh, it was a great moment but we do got a heavy lineup yes, today folks so let's get right to yeah. it today's show brought to you by our buddies at policy genius policy genius hey halloween's on the way means it's time to break out those rubber spiders my wife loves this stuff by the way right paula rubber, rubber spiders. spiders remember she, she put a she put this witch out in front scared my whole family my she had to take it down uh-huh. my daughter wouldn't go to bed at night fake cobwebs jack-o'-lanterns <laughs> but if you got a family you might be dealing with something a little scarier right now shopping for life insurance ah the worst thing in the world if the idea of looking for life insurance intimidates you don't worry about it. Just go to our friends at policygenius.com. They've got you covered. Don't worry about it. Policy Genius is the easiest way to shop for life insurance online in minutes. Yes, minutes. You can compare quotes from top insurers. Find your best price. It's that easy. Nothing to be scared of. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. That's right. Policy Genius does it for you. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. They also help you with the right home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance, too. Who's better than you? This October, take the scariness out of buying life insurance with Policy Genius. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes and apply in minutes. You can do the whole thing in your phone right now. Policygenius.com, 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 the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. All right, Joe, let's go. There it is. Okay, so what do we have this morning? As the impeachment farce, or as uh, President Trump called it in a tweet this morning, the uh, kangaroo court continues. Yeah. Adam Schiff's case is entirely, completely falling apart. So I have a twofer to start the show. Then right. I've got to get to the NBA stuff, Elizabeth Warren, and some things that happened there, and a bigger narrative going on. So it's a lot, of, a lot, to, lot to get to today. So just hang with me. But first, this is going to be a two-part narrative. Number one, their impeachment inquiry is entirely falling apart. Every avenue, the liberals and their media friends on their impeachment try. Everywhere as they snake through this serpentine is being closed off by President Trump because there's nothing there. There's nothing to hide because nothing happened. So President Trump continues to close them off. So that's going to be uh, part one. Uh, part, mm-hmm. one. part two, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be critical. The Adam Schiff setup is now becoming obvious. I promise this is going to blow your mind. We've got another shockingly good connection to the Atlantic Council that Ow. appears yet again. All right, let's get right to it. Yeah, right. let's get right to this. So Adam Schiff, right before we came on the air, gave this uh, press conference. It was all over the place on cable news. Gordon Sondland, who was President Trump's ambassador to the European Union and was the point man on this deal with the Ukraine that the Democrats are alleging there was a quid pro quo, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Democrats impeachment increase based on this, this nonsense narrative that Trump threatened to withhold military aid if the Ukrainians didn't investigate his political opponents. We know that's nonsense, but Sondland was the key point man for Ukraine. Gordon Sondland, the Mm -hmm. uh, Trump's ambassador to the EU. Copy? Copy. Sondland was flying in this morning to give testimony, coming in from Brussels, to give testimony on Capitol Hill. And an hour before, the Trump team says, "Uh, nope, no thanks. Uh, You're not going to testify no, thank you. Schiff is freaking out. Just play this quick clip of Schiff. I'm going to tell you why this matters in a minute. We know from those text messages that diplomatic personnel raised a concern with him uh, that military assistance was being withheld to secure help from Ukraine in the president's reelection campaign. We know that Ambassador Sondland had at least one discussion with a fellow diplomat on that very subject of why military assistance was being withheld. We know Master Sondland was a key player in efforts to... No, we don't know any of that. 
Mm. Actually, Ambassador Sondland's texts say the exact opposite. Remember, the quid pro quo that Schiff believes happened. It's nonsense. It's made up. This is a fabrication of fairy tale and Aesop's fable. Is it Trump withheld military aid unless the Ukrainians investigated Joe Biden? Not true. It's false. Sondland's text messages say the opposite. Now, why is he freaking out Schiff over Sondland being pulled? And most importantly, why did Trump this morning and his administration, the White House, give the command after letting Sondland fly all the way over here at the last minute? Uh, no, thanks. You're not going to go up there. Why? Okay. Let's go to story number one, and I'm going to piece this together for you. Fox News has a story about uh, Trump. Trump to send Pelosi a letter daring her to hold an impeachment inquiry vote. What does that have to do with this, folks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if this gets a little complicated. All right, but dude. The, this, listen, not everything Trump does is four-dimensional chess. We don't need to be golden calf worshipers here. Um, that's not what we do. But a lot of times what he does, sometimes it is, and the media misses the story. Adam Schiff and Pelosi, a week ago, Joe, gave a press conference. And in lieu of a formal impeachment vote, there hasn't been a vote on the floor. We discussed this yesterday. Does everybody understand that? Mm, correct, correct. Precedent. Yep. And I would argue the Constitution demands that the House of Representatives, not Pelosi, take a vote. That is the specific wording of the Constitution. The House of Representatives shall ha have the sole power to impeach. It doesn't say the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say the Speaker. It doesn't say Adam Schiff. Meaning a vote should be taken. By mm -hmm. any sane person's reading of the Constitution. You got it? Yep. I would argue in a lot of legal... I'm not suggesting I'm a legal scholar, folks. But, you know, again, you don't have... To, any plain person with an intellect can read the text of the Constitution and come to the same conclusion. House of Representatives obviously means a collective body's collective will, meaning a vote. The Constitution argues that there must be a vote in order to forward an impeachment charge mm -hmm. for the Senate for a trial. Pelosi doesn't want to do it. Why does she not want to do it? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure she has the votes right now. Despite all this bluster from Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, and Nancy Pelosi, AOC plus three, I'm not sure they have the votes. I think a lot of red district, Trump district, Democrat Congress men and women who won seats in Trump districts are terrified right now of having to go on the record and say, I, to an impeachment charge in the House. They don't want to vote. How does this, how does this, now how does this get to Sondland? Why is Sondland the European, our ambassador to the EU? How's he involved in this? All right, bro. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. Trump now knows Pelosi's in trouble here knows that this case is collapsing. We've discussed it all week. The quid pro quo? Nope, we have the transcript now. The ICIG report? They, they changed paperwork. They're now backdating forms. This whole thing is collapsing. Um, it turns out the whistleblower is a Democrat who contacted Adam Schiff in violation of procedure, didn't contact the Republicans on the Senate committee. The whole case is collapsing. Trump district Democrats in the Congress who would have to vote are now panicking. I think Pelosi realizes she doesn't have the votes. Could, things could change. She may. Mm. But I don't think she has them now. And the president in a touche 4D chess is like, hey, Nance, you need to take a vote. I'm daring you to take a vote on an impeachment inquiry now. I'm daring you to do it. Pelosi has not responded. She still refuses to take a vote. Now, how does this tie into the press conference I just teased last week? Well, at the presser last week, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff said something interesting, Joe. They said, well, any efforts, any efforts to obstruct our proceeding here, to not have witnesses testify, like what happened this morning? <gasps> anything will be perceived as obstruction and those will be the articles of impeachment we forward. In other words, we will vote on articles of impeachment on an obstruction charge if you refuse to let someone testify and you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Nixon, uh, Schiff said, just like Nixon, Ooh. you are going to be in a lot of trouble. 
So, so Wall Street Journal points out, what does Trump do this morning? Pull Sunlit out, lets him fly all the way over, gets Adam Schiff all excited, yeah. <laughs> Pelosi all excited. <laughs> and then at the last minute, directs Gordon Sondland not to appear. Brilliant! <laughs> he waits. Here's a bear. Imagine yeah, a bear in here's front Here's a bear. <laughs> For those of you watching on the YouTube. Here's his eyes. <laughs> so- then the bear's doing this, like, like the Three Stooges. Remember? <laughs> Remember this? <laughs> yes. The, three, the bear. He lets the guy... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He lets it the is. guy fly all the way over here from Brussels, Sondland, yeah. and waits till an hour before they're all ready to go. And in a, I mean, you want to talk about a troll move. Jeez. He, dare, he says, no, no, we're not going to do that today. Shift jumps in front of the cameras and then just did what we just played for you. Oh. This is consensus obstruction. His text, we need his text. That's not what his text say, ladies and gentlemen. It's not what his text say at all. So what's going on here? Again, let me sum this up because I want to get to part two of this because it's critical. Trump knows now he has them. Their case is entirely collapsing. I got some video from Catherine Harrods next to showing you how another angle of this case they try. It's all being closed off. It's like the Maze Runner movies. It keeps changing. Because Trump keeps toucheing them. They let him come all the way over. They poke the bear at the last minute. Why? They are daring Pelosi to put this on the floor right now. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if this impeachment vote on the floor happens and fails, again, things may change, but if it fails, Joe, can you imagine the facepalm The epic facepalm this would be to the broken Democrat Party right now. Oh, the facepalm would be enormous. Now, having said that, even if these articles of impeachment, he's you understand what I'm getting at, right? Schiff has gone on the record and said, if you refuse to allow someone to testify, we are moving forward with Nixonian obstruction charges and we will impeach you. Yeah. Trump waits to the last second pulls this guy out, says, no, he's not testifying. Now you go. And they won't because they're afraid. They're afraid they don't have the votes. Having said that, Joe, even if they take a vote and they do get an impeachment article forwarded to the Senate, Mm -hmm. this will still collapse epically in their face because of this Washington Times article and what Trump knows he has. Trump knows they did nothing wrong in Ukraine. He's not worried. Oh, but we don't know that about Joey B. Yeah. Joe Biden. Remember, Stephen Dine in Washington Times today's article will be in the show notes. Biden and his son could be forced to testify in a Trump impeachment trial. Ladies and gentlemen, I can make the strong case. Impeachment's never a good thing. Let me be clear on that. But I'll tell you this, even if there is an impeachment charge, which Trump is poking them to do right now, he knows they're in deep trouble on a floor vote. Even if it does pass by one or two votes, this impeachment trial, if it starts in the Senate, who runs the Senate right now? Oh, yeah, the Republicans and Mitch McConnell. Ladies and gentlemen, they will both. It is a trial. It is effectively a political trial, but a trial nonetheless presided over by the Chief Justice John Roberts of the Supreme Court. Right. Both sides, ladies and gentlemen, get subpoena power. Can you imagine the Republican rebuttal when Joe Biden and Hunter up on the stand testifying about their involvement in Ukraine? I could see one of the House, uh, one of the Senate lawyers now, uh, one of the people representing the uh, the Senate as a lawyer, playing the Lindsey Graham role back in the, the Clinton days. Uh, hey, uh, Joe, what skills exactly did your son Hunter have when he got that $83,000 a month job in uh, Ukraine as you were negotiating natural gas uh, deals and he was working with Burisma and the natural uh, gas company? What skills uh, did he have in the reason? Nobody knows. It's like Ren and Stimpy and the land of the <laughs> left side. It's... Where they go, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what skills he because he didn't have any. Can you imagine this backfiring spectacularly? So 
Again, in yeah. an act of 4D chess. I'm going to sum this up because I want to move on. The case is falling apart. I have yeah. this labeled this segment. The case is falling apart and the empire strikes back. <laughs> Except it's Trump this time and the sequel is better. One of the few sci-fi sequels that was ever any good. Maybe Aliens was better than the original one too. Trump knows what's going on. He knows they have nothing, nothing of substance. The Democrats know they have nothing of substance. The Democrats were hoping for a rapid fire impeachment. That's now dead because of the expose on the whistleblower's contact with Adam Schiff that's making this look like a partisan hit job. Copy? They wanted mm -hmm. to sprint to the finish yeah. line. Someone tripped them up by exposing the fact that the alleged whistleblower was doing a behind-the-scenes deal and is a Democrat with Adam Schiff. That stopped all their political momentum. Remember, they needed the political winds to change in the public and specifically Republicans Republicans to see this as a legitimate inquiry. It's now been exposed as partisan bias. Because of that, Pelosi and Schiff know they can't take a floor vote. They know this. They are, they are in deep, deep trouble. In order to not take a floor vote, they are now trying to again build the political case by subpoenaing all these witnesses who keep turning on them, Volcker and others, and telling an opposite story. No quid pro quo. Trump now sensing they're in political trouble. Remember, impeachment is a political trial, is poking them and daring them to take a vote on the floor by at the last minute pulling the rug out from other them after Sondland comes over and saying, you said you were going to make sure you move forward with obstruction if I didn't let these people testify. He's not testifying. Ball's in your court. You go. Your turn now. It's like a game of horse. I just hit my three-pointer backwards. You go. They don't want to. Now, folks, why is Schiff panicking? Oh, this is going to get good. Don't. Don't you go anywhere for this one. I was watching a thing about Macho Mania. Don't. Don't. No. <laughs> Loved Macho Randy. Man. Don't. No. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. I'm sticking Wait till you see this little nugget. Yeah. All right, folks. Today's show brought to you by buddies at NetSuite. You don't know your numbers. You don't know your business. Big problem. That's why we use NetSuite for Bongino Inc. here in the Bongino household. But the problem growing businesses have that keeps them from knowing their numbers is this cornucopia and hodgepodge of business systems. Some that don't interact. You don't need that. They have one for accounting, another for sales, another for inventory, and so on. It's cornucopia. an inefficient mess. That's right. Cornucopia of a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. It takes too much time and too many resources, and it hurts what? Your bottom line. Big mistake. Introducing. Our friends, NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you visibility and important control, control you need to grow your business in that bottom line. With NetSuite, save time, save money, super easy to use, by the way, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance, and accounting, orders, and HR instantly from your desktop or your phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide. We all love a free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at NetSuite.com slash Bongino. That's NetSuite.com slash Bongino to download your free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits. NetSuite.com slash Bongino. Remember, thousands of the best known brands and fastest growing companies use NetSuite to manage their businesses. Now it's available to you. We love NetSuite here. Check them out. NetSuite.com slash Bongino. Okay. What are they hiding? Ladies and gentlemen, as I said to you before, and I don't mean to make this overly complicated. There's a setup. This was a setup from the start. The Democrats did have some political momentum, of course, Joe, last week because of a compliant lapdog sycophantic bootlicking media that yep. went with their fake quid pro quo story. It was fake. Right. We have the transcript. There was no deal. OK, right. so you can say that all you want. Um, it's irrelevant. And you're just making things up at that point. That's not what happened. And by the way, Sondland's tweets, uh, text that they're talking about, Schiff's talking about, say the exact opposite. I had a screenshot up of one of these things from The Wall Street Journal. But Sondland's tweets, the ambassador of the EU, about this alleged deal that the whistleblower was blowing the whistle on. Mm -hmm. Sondland's text, I keep saying tweets, text, say the exact opposite. They say, as he's talking to Bill Taylor, Bill Taylor, another who he used to be the charge in Ukraine. He's a U.S. diplomat over in Ukraine. Taylor and Sondland are arguing back and forth. Sondland's crystal clear. There's no quid pro quo. So anybody on TV 
any liberal talking head on TV, on any cable news channel that says, well, we want Sondland's text. Ask him, well, what about the text where he tells Bill Taylor, another diplomat in Ukraine working for the United States, there is absolutely no quid pro quo. What about that one? Does that matter? Of course it doesn't because it defeats your narrative. How do we know this was a setup? Well, this is where things get really, really special, folks. Put up that Red State article, if you don't mind, Paula. This is just an absolutely delicious angle here. Schiff Stafford traveled to Ukraine. Trip was paid for by the group funded by Hunter Biden's old firm. Wait, what? From the this, ladies and gentlemen, it's not a joke. Adam Schiff Stafford, a guy by the name of Thomas Eager, as Breitbart notes, took a trip to Ukraine between August 24th and 31st. Wow, right in a window where all of this stuff starts to break because this guy's talking to Adam Schiff. He took the trip with other congressional staffers after the whistleblower complaint was filed. Rep Adam Schiff approved his staffer's travel as his signature is on the travel request. The trip was paid for by the Atlantic Council. No way. No way. The verdict is in. This thing stinks. That's it. P.U. Yeah. Huge. Peppy Lepi. This (laughs) is awful. So let me get this straight. Adam Schiff's staffer. Schiff is crystal clear on television in September. Crystal clear that there's been no contact with the whistleblower. He knows nothing about this complaint. The whistleblower is so concerned about a fake uh, quid pro quo that didn't happen, which we now know because Trump released a transcript. Schiff says he knows nothing about it till September. But in August, August 24th to the 31st, his staffer is on a trip paid for in Ukraine by the Atlantic Council. Before we get to the Atlantic Council and their connections to what Adam Schiff may be suspiciously hiding, Mm -hmm. let's just readdress this August 28th tweet. Let me read this one for you. This one's just extra special, folks. So this is an August 28th tweet by Adam Schiff, who's, again, claiming he doesn't know anything about this because he claims he hasn't heard about the whistleblower complaint until September. August 28th, September, August 28th, September. Okay, August 28th. This tweet sounds awfully like the whistleblower complaint. Hmm. Trump is withholding vital military aid to Ukraine while his personal lawyer seeks help from the Ukraine government to investigate his political opponent. It doesn't take a stable genius to see the magnitude of this conflict or how destructive it is to our national security. Conveniently, who is he responding to in that tweet, which is... That's incredible. Natasha Bertrand, one of the lead collusion hoaxers in the media, who he's like subtweeting. I thought you didn't know about the Ukrainian complaint or the military aid you allege was withheld when it wasn't. I thought you didn't know about it. I thought how, you, you, it's August 28th. How do you know about it in September? What is this, Back to the Future? Are you Biff from Back to the Future? You got the sport almanac guy? Are you making bets to make millions of bucks? How'd you know that? How did you know that while your staffer was on a paid trip to Ukraine at the Atlantic Council and their suspicions, Bill Taylor, the guy who is texting Gordon Sondland about, hey, this looks like a quid pro quo while Sondland's telling him there's no quid pro quo. Was Taylor there? Was Taylor part of this? Now, the Atlantic Council? is paying for Schiff's staffer to go to Ukraine right in the same time period a Schiff is tweeting about a quid pro quo with Ukraine, the Trump team that he says he doesn't know about? Let's check out the Atlantic Council and who they've been involved with, for those of you who just tuned into the show for the first time. Oh, Atlantic Council and Burisma signed a cooperation agreement. Thursday, January 19, 2017. Look at that picture. Isn't that great? Yeah. Isn't that special? Barisma. 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 Gosh, what does that mean? You know, Barisma, yeah. Atlantic Council paying for Schiff's guy to go to Ukraine. Right as Schiff is clearly getting information about a whistleblower complaint about a fake quid pro quo that happened on a phone call the whistleblower didn't even listen to. Hmm. Oh, Barisma. That's right. Barisma, the ones working with Hunter Biden. Yeah, oh. we have that bright article about Hunter. Yeah, yeah that Barisma. Okay. 
The yeah. same Barisma, that's right, that was paying Hunter Biden, what was it, $83,000 a month? Despite the fact uh, that he had absolutely yeah. no skills. Now let's tie this back to story one. Do you see why an impeachment vote at this point, despite the fact that it's not good to be impeached, do you see how politically, though, in a trial, this will absolutely explode collectively yeah. in the faces of the Democrats? You want Hunter Biden on the stand explaining this away? You want Joe Biden explaining this away? How the company, let's now let's go through it backwards. Burisma pays Hunter Biden $83,000 a month. Starts in 2014, right after Biden goes to Ukraine, right? Yeah. Hunter Biden has no experience in Ukraine or natural gas. Joe Biden is the point man in the region discussing natural gas as his son is profiting heavily off natural gas in Ukraine. He has no skills. The company who hires him, Burisma, then in 2017, partners with the Atlanta Council. The Atlanta Council stocked full of anti-Trumpers who is knee deep in all of this. Remember CrowdStrike, the company that analyzed the server and showed there was Russian hacking into the server? Yeah, mm -hmm. the CTO over there sat in the Atlanta Council board too. The Atlanta Council partners up with the company paying Hunter Biden. The Atlanta Council then just recently pays for a trip for Adam Schiff's uh, staffer, Thomas Eager, to go over there to Ukraine right at the time where Schiff is tweeting about this Ukraine deal he thinks is impeachable because someone listened in on a phone call. Folks, this was a pre-planned hit the whole time. Are we kidding? The, the, the fingerprints are all over this. What was Bill Taylor's role here? who took over for Marie Yovanovitch when she left as her ambassador to Ukraine. Bill Taylor, who there are strong suspicions, does not like Trump at all. Why is he texting Gordon Sondland, the point man for Trump with Ukraine, one of them? He's our ambassador to the EU. Why is he texting Sondland? Hey, this looks like a quid pro quo, man. Doesn't it? Joe, let's do it. Ding. Doesn't this look like a quid pro quo? Ding. Now, Sondland, who's actually talking to Trump, yeah. says there is absolutely no quid pro quo. Folks, this reeks of a setup. What was Taylor's role in this? Was Taylor there at that Atlanta Council meeting? Here's the question. And I don't say anything until we can definitively show it. That's why I'm holding mm. back a little bit despite some of my sources and you know who you are and I appreciate it, but I, I have to, we, precision matters. We've never been called out on our books on anything. And I'm not, I'm not going to start now. Was Bill Taylor at that Atlanta council meeting? There's some indications he may have been. Did Bill Taylor speak with Adam Schiff's staffer? Who's there because of the Atlanta council, the company tied to the whole, the company Barisma that's being investigated. And if that was the case, what was said? If there's a trial in the Senate, I want uh, Schiff staffer Tom Eager on the stand. I want Taylor, too. I want to know exactly under oath what was said if you met with him. Did someone on Schiff's staff suggest to you, hey, um, we got a spy in the White House who heard Trump's call, and we're going to lie about it, say there was a quid pro quo. I think you need to text Gordon Sondland and others and say, hey, this smells like a quid pro quo to me. The problem is Sondland didn't play ball because it wasn't true. And Trump touched them all by releasing the transcript. Again, which I still think long-term was a bad move. Short-term, mm -hmm. there's no question it works for him. Now we have the transcript. Mm -hmm. Their entire case is collapsing. Joe, does that make sense? Oh, nicely tied together there, Dano. Nice job, brother. Yes, sir. I think Easy we're going to gonna see a whole lot more and hear from Bill Taylor. Hey, Bill, did someone tell you to text Gordon Sondland? Hey, look, we got a quid pro quo. We're getting word from a spy in the White House about a quid pro quo. Text Gordon Sondland. Now, why else is this trouble? Shift staffer, Hunter, these people all know each other. Just This is all one big cabal of idiots. Catherine Harris last night. Brings up another interesting point. Again, how every avenue is closing off for them on impeachment now because everything they say turns out not to be true. 
I want you to pay particular attention right here to the end of this clip with Catherine Herridge from Fox, who does some fine work, where she talks about the actual whistleblower, Deep Stater, and the whistleblower's interpretation of the transcript. In other words, Joe, is it a direct or a non-direct transcript? Okay. Listen closely. Check this out. The first whistleblower wrote a two-page, single-spaced memo to themselves documenting secondhand information from a White House official. Quote, the following is a record of a conversation I had this afternoon with a White House official about the telephone call yesterday morning between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky. Using dramatic language and tone, which is worth contrasting with the publicly released transcript from the White House, the whistleblower writes, quote, the official described the July 25th call as crazy, frightening, and completely lacking in substance related to national security. And there's a key section about this transcript of the call. Some critics initially called it a summary or notes. But in the memo, the first whistleblower suggests it is a complete record that the standard practice is for, quote, the White House Situation Room to produce a word-for-word transcript that memorializes the call. Oh! Oh! Okay! So we just heard a few days ago from the liberal media lunatics and their Democrat sycophant acolytes that, Joe, when Trump released the transcript, which nobody thought he would do of the call, right? Right. We heard, okay, well, there's really no evidence of a quid pro quo in there. But that's because, Joe, it's not a direct transcript. Ah. Ah. That's not exactly what the whistleblower said. The whistleblower, him or herself, said it was a direct transcript. What's going on? They're done. Their goose is cooked. Ladies and gentlemen, they never expected the president to release the transcript. What does that mean? They thought they were going to be able to lie endlessly about what was in the call to Ukraine and continue to insist Trump was trading a favor, investigate Biden, for military aid. That's not in the call. And when it subsequently didn't turn up in the call because Trump released it, and again, a short-term success for him, unquestionably, then they just started making things up. No, no, it's in the text with Gordon Sondland. Then we see the text, no quid pro quo. No, no, no. It's really um, in the transcript, but the transcript isn't word for word. The whistleblower said it's word for word. They don't have anything. They've got nothing. Every avenue is closing off. Now, pun intended, what was their trump card? Well, at least someone in Ukraine, the president or someone else will insist that even though there was no direct quid pro quo, Joe, they felt pressure to investigate Biden about this military aid, right? Mm. Trump pressured us. Mm. It's an indirect quid pro quo. Well, as Matt Palumbo writes at Bongino.com, another excellent piece in our show notes today, um, that's not working out either. Avenue number 6,722, close, detour, go in the other direction. By Matt Palumbo, Bongino.com. Ukraine's president, again, Confirms he wasn't pressured by Trump. Let's check this quote. <laughs> they, you understand every avenue has been closed <laughs> off. Check this out. A quote from the from the uh, excuse me from the Ukrainian president. I was never pressured, and there were no conditions being imposed to realize a summit with Trump or agree to arms sales in return. Ukrainian prosecutors will deal with any requests from their U.S. counterparts to cooperate in investigations. Quote in accordance with our laws. If they are made based on international laws, Zelensky said, folks, there's nothing there. Now, where have we seen this model before? Leaked to the press about salacious collusion deals, promises, favors, Mm -hmm. favor to help the Russians in turn. Russians give them Hillary's emails, favor to help the Ukrainians if the Ukrainians investigate Biden. Where have we seen this on the collusion hoax? The exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Surreptitious leaks to the media about hysterical things that turn out later to be not true. 
Now, we get that. That's not news. You're like, okay, of course that was their blueprint. But what's fascinating about this? Both times, Trump has touched them, Joe. What does he do the first time? Through his DNI, his former DNI, he declassifies the FISA document. Remember what the Democrats were saying in the collusion hoax? They leaked these stories. Trump definitely colluded with the Russians. And Joe, there's evidence in the FISA paperwork, Joe, but it's classified and you oh, can't yeah. see it. Yeah. But it's there, buddy. It's there. Remember that? Oh, it's yeah. definitely there. Yeah. Brian mm-hmm. Stelter calling Mark Levin a conspiracy theorist. Fight. Yeah. There were no fight. Uh, you guys are, all, guys are all crazy. Mark's like, no, there's a FISA, all right? Yeah. But you guys can't see it. But the evidence Trump colluded is theirs. What does Trump do? He goes, um, I'm going to declassify that FISA. Everybody starts reading the FISA. They're like, where's the evidence? This is the dossier. <laughs> then what happens? <laughs> then what happens? <laughs> Shaggy. Then what happens, Joe? <laughs> Some of you are forgetting this because so much has happened. Yeah. It's all in Spygate and Exonerated, my second book. Please read them both. It is a com- it's a compendium. It's a big account of this whole story. Then when Trump declassifies the FISA, touche. What did they say? It was not based on the dossier and the FISA, Joe. Oh, it was based on Papadopoulos and the Australian downer step. Yeah, that was it. Where did that story come from? They lie. All that came from nowhere. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, really? Because you met overseas with steel in London before the Papadopoulos tip allegedly came into you. How does that work out? These people are liars. They are lying. The same models being used now. Leaked to the press. Collusion leaked to the press this time. A promise was made. They didn't think the FISA would make it to the public eye. They thought they could lie about it forever. No, no, it's in the FISA. It's there. Now it's it's in the phone call. It's there. Trump, okay, here's the phone call. Uh, no, no, that's not a direct transcript. That's not it. The whistleblower, that's a direct transcript. Oh, no, no. Gordon Sondland, there's texts out there. Yeah, the texts say there's no quid pro quo. People are disgusting liars. You disgust me. I'm talking about not not all of the media, because some people are actually reporting on this. Like I said, shockingly, Politico, Ukraine efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Politico actually did homework on this. But to the liberal media types carrying water for the Democrats to avoid telling the story of what happened here. It's gross. This was a setup. This was a pre-planned hit, folks. They are covering up this deal in Ukraine by Biden and his son and the Ukrainian efforts to sabotage the 2016 election in conjunction with Democrat operatives. There's no question that happened. They waited for this Trump call. On July 25th to Ukraine, they were waiting with notepads. Yes, sir. As the call happened, they immediately rushed to Adam Schiff and others. Hey, we got the call. And I think it's bad enough that if we leak to the media, there was a promise we can get this guy impeached. Don't worry. We can just lie about it. The media will suck it up. Was there a promise in the call? Well, not really. It's a direct transcript, but it's bad enough, we think, that if we leak it to the media, these idiots will run with it, which they dutifully did. And Trump cuts them all off, cuts them all off by releasing the transcript and now pulling Sondland at the last minute and daring them to take a vote on impeachment. To Shea, as Samuel L. Jackson would say, mm-mm, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to leave that one out of the show. Mm-hmm. I'm almost certain uh, that we would have to beep that. But you know what I'm saying. Say what again? Say. <laughs> <laughs> Trump wins again. They'll always like win. I like that, Papa. And then, how do you, Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was a setup, and he just totally nuked their whole story. It's great. All right, our final sponsor today. I do got a lot of other stuff to get to, though. So um, I'm sorry. I know it's been a a, a few days of this, but ladies and gentlemen, this is only the most important story of our time right now. They are trying to impeach a president. 
You need to have the information, boom, at your fingertips. I can't just move on until yeah. this thing is, until you have every tidbit of information available to fight back against the liberal media nonsense. You know, out of all, right, all the shows show. in the last week or so, excuse me, I like this one the best so far. Yeah. I do. Nice oh, good. thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah this man, great. And the audience, you guys have been responding. Our shows cool. have been doing nuclear numbers, so we yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, good job, brother. All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Bravo. Bravo Company Manufacturing. Finest rifles out there. Ladies and gentlemen, I have two. Listen, uh, let me just be straight with you about Bravo Company. If you're in the market for a, a sporting arm, that's fine. There are a lot of sporting arms companies that make rifles out there for hunting, and those are great. They're high quality. That's not Bravo. Bravo is not a sporting arms company. They make life-saving equipment. That is their sole goal. It's not a sporting arms company. I can't say that enough. They understand every rifle that leaves their shop, and these are hand-assembled in Heartland, Wisconsin. Every rifle leaves their shop, could wind up in the hands of an end user that's a, some of our military personnel, someone in law enforcement, or a civilian who, God forbid, may need to use that piece of equipment when it's not a paper target, and it's a sadly a life-or-death situation. That's what goes into every Bravo company manufacturing rifle. I have two. I absolutely love them. I always tell the story when I picked it up from my FFL, the both of them, he was, I mean, just effusive with the praise about how uh, the high quality of this equipment. Bravo company manufacturing rifles, the finest in the business. I enjoy them. I love them. Yeah, I have had just a wonderful experience, precision on target every time. I haven't had any malfunctions at all. Love Bravo company manufacturing. You, this thing works when you need it and well. Again, it's not a sporting arms company. They design, engineer, manufacture life-saving equipment. They assume it'll be used in a life-or-death situation by a responsible citizen, a Leo, or a soldier overseas. And quality is of the utmost importance to them. They put people before their products. If they feel it's their moral responsibility to provide the end user with functioning, high-quality equipment when it matters. To learn more about Bravo Company Manufacturing, I can't recommend them highly enough. Head on over to bravocompanymfg.com. You're browsing? You want to be, hear about their products? They have special offers and upcoming news? Go to bravocompanymfg.com. Bravocompanymfg.com. You need more convincing? Check out their YouTube channel. It's great. YouTube.com slash bravocompanyusa. Excuse me. YouTube.com slash bravocompanyusa and bravocompanymfg.com. Definitely worth a few minutes of your time. Okay. So we had this big uh, controversy yesterday with the NBA. I'm going to tie two stories to you together, what I, what I like to do here. Um, and they may seem unrelated, but they're not. So Elizabeth Warren, who is now appearing to be the Democrat frontrunner. Folks, just one comment, by the way, on the 2020 election. They're in a lot of trouble right now. A lot of trouble. Their impeachment case is falling apart. They're going to have to take a vote. If the vote fails, it'll be the biggest political face palm in human history. If the Senate trial fails, it'll be the second biggest. But there are three polling leaders, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Elizabeth Warren, all have baggage that is not going away. And let me be clear before I say this. I am, I, and I mean this sincerely, I am, I am, I'm not making light of Bernie Sanders' health situation at all. That's not funny. I don't get into that stuff. I don't play that game. That is that that's really gross when pe people do that. Bernie Sanders, one of their leading frontrunners, has significant health problems. Just reporting the facts, he had a heart attack. I wish him well. I don't agree with his politics, but you know th that that's I'm not making light of it. It's just a fact. One of their leading people in the polls is having significant health issues. Their other frontrunner, Biden, as I just told you, is involved knee deep in an international scandal of colossal proportions with a company that's associated with the Atlantic Council that keeps rearing its head at every single angle of an anti-Trump uh, plot. Now we get to Liz Warren, who is now creeping up in the polls as the other two collapse. Elizabeth Warren's creeping up in the polls, and we now have this story surface of Elizabeth Warren, who claims she was fired from a teaching position because she was pregnant years ago uh, when she was rearing, obviously, a young child. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that story doesn't seem to be working out for her. Paula, can I go out of order a little bit here? Um, can we play the video? Can you cue that up? This is a hat tip, by the way, students for Trump. This is Elizabeth Warren. And I want you to be clear, some of you watching on YouTube, our, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino, please subscribe, by the way. We're trying to get to 300,000 subscribers. We're almost there. 
for those of you listening on audio, I just want you to be clear. This is a, a, a dual panel here. It's Elizabeth Warren debating herself. You're going to hear two different tones. One is her <laughs> speaking now about how she was fired for being pregnant. Yeah. And the second tone is her in 2007 explaining why she really left the same job. She claimed she was fired for being uh, pregnant. Hat tip student for Trump for putting this uh, montage together. Check this out. It's about a minute long. My first teaching position was as a special needs teacher. There we go. Uh, I worked, it was in a public school system, but I worked with the, the children with disabilities. I loved that job. But by the end of the first school year, I was quite visibly pregnant. And I was pregnant with my first baby. So I had a baby uh, and stayed home for a couple of years. And I was really casting about, thinking, what am I going to do? Um, and uh, my husband's view of it was, stay home. And the principal didn't invite me back for the next school year. And um, I did that for a year. And then that summer, uh, I, I actually didn't have the education courses. So I was on an emergency certificate, it was mm -hmm. called. And I went back to graduate school and took a couple of courses in education and said, I don't think this is going to work out for me. Mm. And the principal didn't invite me back for the next school year. Okay. And the principal didn't invite me back for the next school year. I, I actually didn't have the education courses. So I was on an emergency certificate. I don't think this is going to work out for me. <laughs> that wasn't like a blip in the so That's how they did it. That's yeah. how they cut it. For those of you uh, listening on audio. Do you see? She's making it up again. Folks. Elizabeth Warren. can She just is incapable of telling the truth. Joe, let me ask yes. you. It's not a trick question. Right. If you were writing an autobiography... Joe Armacost, my story. Yeah. Who do you think, if there was one person on the planet, you included? Yeah. Who do you think knows the most about Joe Armacost's life? Not, not a trick. Give, well, take a few seconds to think about that. Uh, da, 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 da. The answer would be um, <laughs> me, Dan. Me. Joe Armacost, me, thank me, you. Me. No, it's pretty <laughs> hard to screw up your own autobiography. You were there. Okay, you were, you were there. there. This isn't like Julian Jaynes and the breakdown <laughs> of the bicameral mind. You were there. Your brain. <laughs> she keeps lying. Um, I grew up and my ma and pa had to elope because my grandmother's uncle was an Indian and they didn't like it and they were bigots and everybody's like, wait, what? Huh? But we had high cheekbones and pa said we were... We were Iroquois or what? And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she just makes this stuff up. Now, this story, as I said last night on Hannity, what's particularly pernicious about this story Warren's putting out there, again, is Joe, it's not that she's, other people are making up stories about her. I gotcha. She's making up stories about other people. Let me give you a quick example of what I mean by this. Right. I used to get this a lot, and it was very frustrating. I resigned from the Secret Service to run for office. It's not a mystery, folks. Right. It's 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 nothing of Joe. I mean, I, anyone lived through it with me was yeah. Joe. It's when I met Joe. Yeah, you resigned, yeah. So liberals who lie all the time, there was this, remember this, Paul? Like, oh, he was fired. Okay, whatever. So- People were making up stuff about me. It was very easy to refute. I just put my departure paperwork from the Secret Service on my Tumblr and Facebook. You know, I had the highest rating as an agent. It was, and I, yeah. I took out everybody's name, obviously. But you can check it. I just FOIA it. I have nothing to hide. I was not fired. I left. I wanted to run for office. It's very simple. There's no surreptitious story there. Mm -hmm. Please look at, a, at liberals. Who have, go do your thing. It's easy to refute. In other words, no one's making up stories about her. She's making up stories about herself. She's making up stories. And by making up stories by herself, this is the bad part of it. She is impugning and slandering other people. She's not an Indian, okay? Suggesting her family was full of bigots and they were Indian bigots is not true. It's not true. She's just making it up.
Her family, her family has to be disgusted by this. This woman is a pathological liar. I was fired. I was fired from my job because I was visibly pregnant. The Washington Free Beacon went out and got the paperwork. She was not for She was offered a new contract. She didn't want it. But Joe, she slanders the principal. Yeah, that's terrible. And the principal fired me because right. That's terrible. Well, I mean, it is terrible. You're darn right. Now people are gonna find out who this principal was, who did nothing wrong. They yeah. offered her a contract, she turned it down. And he and she goes because she's a pathological liar with no character. Ma and Paul were they were Betty was a bigot. The principal was a misogynistic pig. And he did, she says in that speech, you can rewind it and listen. The principal did what every principal did, you misogynistic pig males. Fired me because I was pregnant or didn't offer me a job. That's just not what happened, you liar. They are in a world of trouble, Joe. Oh, yeah. The Democrats. <laughs> you, you think? Yeah. Now, I wanted to yeah. tee that up first. I kind of did it out of order. I, sorry, Paula. She, I, I give her the show in order, and I screw everything up. I go in out of order. But I wanted to get that out of the way to show you what kind of a person you're dealing with here. This is not. This is a person with very low character. A pathological liar. How does this tie to the NBA story and what's going on with business now? Uh, that's why yeah. this show is different, right? So I want you to see this Wall Street Journal story from a few days ago. It's an editorial. It was in their opinion column. Elizabeth Warren is now doubling down on uh, business in America, you know, the woke capitalism, right? The, the title by the editorial board is King Warren of the Roundtable. The senator orders the stakeholder CEOs to endorse her agenda. What's going on here? How does this tie into what happened with the NBA in China yesterday? <laughs> this gets ugly. Folks, American businesses are becoming woke. In other words, catering and kissing the collective butts of social justice warriors out there, liberals, who, why is this happening? Well, I discussed it a little bit last night on Hannity, too. Having lost the national election badly to President Trump, having lost the Senate, barely retaining the House, losing the courts now, the Supreme Court, and I'm going to get to the Supreme Court this week, too, so it's going to be a stacked lineup. They got a stacked, Supreme Court, talk about stacked. They have a stacked docket this court. They've now lost in the courts, too, repeatedly. All of their avenues, just like the impeachment to socialism, all the impeachment avenues being closed off, Joe, all of their avenues to big government socialism and a takeover of the U.S. economic system are failing. They lost nationally. They lost on the tax code. They're losing in economics. Obamacare is falling apart. They were hoping to do it through judicial fiat. They're losing because Trump's appointing conservative judges. Their last avenue here, and I've covered this on the show before, is corporate activism. Well, if we can't win nationally in elections and if we can't win through the courts, at a minimum, we can pressure corporations to do things on the environment and on health care and on socialism that we can't get passed legislatively. You tracking? Yeah, yeah. So corporations who refuse to man up are afraid of this mm -hmm. and they're becoming woke trying to kiss the butts of these liberals thinking, oh, they won't come for me, Joe. They won't come for me. If we acknowledge that we're concerned about stakeholders and not shareholders, they'll leave us alone. They will not leave you alone. How does this relate to the Warren piece? Well, these companies got together, some of America's biggest companies, Joe, at a business roundtable and decided they were going to reform what their goals are. And their goals now are to appease stakeholders. No, no, no. Hmm? That's not how free markets work, Joe. You are there to operate on behalf of your shareholders. People who own the company, who work their butts off to pay into a pension fund that invested. You're not there to appease stakeholders. What's the difference? Shareholders own the company. Stakeholders as this business roundtable got together, wow, we're here for the stakeholder. Stakeholders are everyone. Corporate, corporate pressure campaigns, liberal social justice warriors, mm -hmm. environmental groups. You're not here for them. You are there because shareholders invested their hard-earned money in your company. 
That's not a license to randomly pollute the environment, to break no. the law, to crap on people. It's just a simple fact that conduct your business ethically, but conduct it to enrich, hopefully, the people who worked hard to give you money. That's yeah. what the shareholders are. We're not here for stakeholders. No. Fiduciary We're not here duty, for man. a bunch yeah. of 20. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Joe. 22-year-old, yeah. uh, you know, post-grad students in, 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 in third-world basket weaving. Bingo. They don't know squat about your company. So what did Elizabeth Warren do? Oh, she got wind of this little business roundtable edict. We're here for the stakeholders now. And what does she do? Instead of celebrating them, she releases this statement covered by the journal. Now, Joe, she expects them. Listen to this. If you, this is from Elizabeth Warren's campaign, and the other 181 corporate executives who signed the Business Roundtable's new statement on the purpose of a corporation plan to live up to the promises you made. I expect, this is Elizabeth Warren, yeah. that you will endorse and wholeheartedly support the reforms laid out in the Accountable Capitalism Act to meet the, meet the principles you endorse. I have attached a copy of the bill. By the way, that's the one where the government gets control of just about every business in America that has to be federally chartered. That's Elizabeth Warren's bill. Oh, you thought she was going to leave you alone after your little woke capitalism we're here for the stakeholders now good luck with that you have one one path to freedom and success that is economic freedom and liberty and that is not on the liberal side so how does this tie into the china story they all want to be woke now joe they want to be woke they want to appease the environmental groups yeah. The social justice warriors mm -hmm. in the country. Yeah. yeah. But that's fascinating. You had a woke capitalism group in the NBA, too. So we have this story at the Daily Signal being the show notes today. So Houston Rockets general manager, right, from one of the NBA teams, tweets out support of the Hong Kong protesters. I support them, too. Mm -hmm. Well, what does he do? This is by Jared Stepman, Daily Signal, the NBA shameful hypocrisy in China. He has to delete the tweet. China immediately, acting in a tyrannical fashion, cuts ties with the Houston Rockets, dumps games from their China uh, Chinese television thing. We're done with this guy. Now, instead of the NBA coming out right away and supporting him, you have all these sycophantic, butt-kissing players in front of the camera. We love China. Listen, I, I love the Chinese people. I think a lot of them would be warriors for truth, too, if we actually would support them. Yeah. But we what, now we're supporting tyrannical socialism and the world's biggest surveillance state too. modern business. You see the hypocrisy here, Joe? Yeah. American yeah, sure. businesses, they're all woke. They're in it for the mm -hmm. stakeholders at home, for the for the social justice causes. They're in it for the environmental stuff here. But when it comes to China, some of these same businesses, oh, shh, shh, not over there. Matter of fact, the NBA, everybody shut up about China. The same NBA, by the way, that decided it was going to pull its all-star game out of North Carolina unless they did something about a bill that was working its way through their Senate, HB2. Right, right. Here we go. Reuters, NBA returns all-star game to North Carolina after transgender law lifted. The NBA, same NBA doesn't want to speak out against Uyghur concentration camps in China, forced abortions, none of that stuff. NBA, shh. Woke capitalist, stakeholder interested companies. Shh, on China, don't say it. The same NBA, by the way, that won't call owners owners. They refuse to do that. Story from TMZ. We're not using the term owner. They're sensitive to it. Yeah, they're not sensitive to concentration camps in China, Joe. None of that stuff. But don't call an NBA owner an owner. Don't you dare. Owner. Pathetic. Pathetic. Listen, let me be clear on my position here. I have no problem with companies engaged in their economic self-interest doing business in China. But don't be frauds, okay? Let's not be fake phonies here. And all of a sudden, your big time woke social justice worries when it comes to crapping all over U.S. companies and actual shareholders who own your business. But then when it comes to same, some of the same injustices overseas, oh, everybody be quiet. We got a buck to be made. Frauds frauds. Every last one of you did it. And you think Elizabeth Warren's going to be your savior? Good luck. Pfft, disgrace. 
All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino, trying to get to that 300,000 mark. And you can also subscribe to the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and elsewhere. And please pick up my latest book, Exonerated, The Failed Takedown of Donald Trump. I'm telling you, it's an exhaustive analysis. A lot of this stuff in there, you're going to be like, well, you wrote this a few months ago. It's in the news now. We had pretty good sources. Appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.